So we're going to be carrying on looking at this series, Reconnecting. We've been thinking about how we make sure that we stay connected to God. And we've been thinking about that through uh, being people that are purposeful, finding our connections through being purposeful, and through prayer. And today the, the focus is going to be on reconnecting with power. We're going to be thinking about how we make sure that we take proper advantage of the power that God has promised and provided us. The reason I wanted to share that advert was that that little clip, it, it really speaks about a truth, a fundamental truth about our relationship with God and our ability to be engaged in the kingdom. It, just as that child was going around, he couldn't do anything in himself. He had no strength in himself. The only way he was able eventually to do something was through the Father. It was the Father's intervention that gave him the apparent power to control things. And that's really what I want us to be thinking about this morning, that just as for that child, he couldn't do anything without intervention from the Father. So it is true for us in our lives as Christians that there's nothing we can do for God without God without his intervention in our lives. I want to say that when spiritual things happen, we can be sure that God did it. When things happen that are unexplainable or supernatural, that are spiritual events, it's because God did it. It's not us that's done it. It's because God is in it, behind it, the power for it. And I think the reason I want us to look at this this morning is that I believe that if we fail to connect or reconnect with God, then that will lead to us having powerless lives, or we will have powerless living. And that just seems such an awful, disappointing thing to imagine for Christians that have been promised the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And yet, sadly... It seems to me that often that is a reality for many Christians. They try to go about their lives without really exercising the power of the Holy Spirit. I just want to pick up a little bit on the passage that Marianne read to us. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid them from their sight. I believe as Christians, living in the world that we live in, we need power. And we need to reconnect power because, because we're human and we're tempted to be people that go it alone. We're people that are tempted to try and do things in our own strength. And yet Jesus says this, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised. I wonder... 
Have you ever been tempted to do something on your own that you know or knew at the time you needed help in doing? Austin's put his hand up straight away. Janet's nudging Edge in a sort of meaningful way. Just, just the two of you then, apparently. No one else has tried to do something when they really knew that they needed somebody else to help. Yes? You've got someone in your family that you can look at meaningfully now and go, yes, it's you. That person who just can't wait. Yes. When there's something to do and they just can't wait, they've got to get it done now. Even if they've not got the right help or the right tools. How many of you, I'm going to say men, but it could be women as well, have have approached a job, a building job or a craft job or something, knowing you've not got the right tools and bodged it up probably at the end of it? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes in life we end up struggling because we're impatient and because we don't take advantage of the help that's available to us. We can end up burdened with things because we can't admit that we can't do it on our own. We don't like to admit that this is not something we can do. Or we just simply can't wait because we're so impatient. And it might be practical things, but it can be emotional things too. And it can be spiritual things as well. And sometimes I think we can be just as stubborn and just as overconfident in our own abilities in earthly things that we end up becoming similarly stubborn and overconfident spiritually. And we find it difficult to be people that are able to humble ourselves and accept and admit to God that we need his involvement in our lives. That we need his help in this thing, in this task, in this situation. And I think we need to reconnect. We need to be able to get back to one of the basics of our faith and remind ourselves who we are and who God is and what that relationship is all about. We really need to remind ourselves where our power comes from. It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We need to reconnect to God because we need to acknowledge that God is the source and authority for our lives. It's not for you to know the time or the dates the Father has set. That's not important. It's his authority. He's in charge. He's in control. What we need to know is that, just that. And yet we do seem to spend so much of our time wanting to know, wanting to know more, wanting to know all the details, all the things, instead of just acknowledging that God is the source and God is the authority in our lives. 
And we need to recognize also our need for that power that God has promised and that we are called to be more than we are right now. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, even to Swayze. You will receive power and you will be my witnesses. Does that sound at all sort of vague to anybody? Sounds quite clear. You will. We need to reconnect because we need to remind ourselves just where our power and authority comes from and that God actually purposes to, to power us to be purposeful people. Purposeful, you know. I read a quote by an American pastor recently. He said this, there are two great moments in a person's life. The moment you were born and the moment you realize why you were born. Have you realized why you were born? Have you come to that understanding? Have you realized what God is doing in you and what God has purposed for your life? That God has made you to glorify him. That God has purposed and powered you, empowered you, to bear witness to Jesus Christ. Have you experienced that yet? Is that something you really know in your life? Because if it is, if, it, if, it, if it's something you have, then it ought to underpin who you are and everything you do. If that truth is something that you acknowledge in your life, it should define everything you do. The only way we get to understand that power and that purpose and exactly what it is God wants us to do is by keeping in touch with him, by being connected to God, by being reconnected to him when, when we wander off and do our own things. It goes on in this passage. Then they gathered around him and they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? You know, we know, I say this often, the disciples didn't always get it right. They didn't always grasp quite what Jesus was up to or what he wanted of them. And we have so many accounts, really useful, valuable accounts of when the disciples misunderstand and get it wrong. They often made mistakes, but one thing's really clear about them. They knew where they were looking for the answers. They knew who their focus was. Even though they didn't always get it, they knew where to look. They knew that the authority in their lives was Jesus. And they were seeking him. They were seeking their answers from him. And the truth is that, yes, we live now beyond that wonderful, intimate time that they experienced when they personally got to walk around with Jesus. Yeah, we don't, we don't get that. But that doesn't mean that we're separated from him. 
that somehow the communication, the information we can get from Jesus is, is less or, or harder to get because we've been promised by God that he would send his spirit. Even though, as it says here, it says, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Even though that is true, we are not without him because we have the Holy Spirit, the ongoing personal connection with the presence of God. Always permanently available. God designed us, he made us to be relational people. And the Holy Spirit is God in person, living in us, keeping that connection, that relationship alive. It's that power that gives us direction and influence for our daily lives, for the decisions we make. Or at least that's what God purposed the Spirit to be in us. How we go about using it is another thing. We reconnect with God's power by being people who expect the unexpected. Who expect God to move and act in unexpected ways. And that means we need to be people who are open to this idea of the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We actually need to be open to that being real today. It fascinates me that there are people that ask the question, sort of the theological question, do you believe that the Holy Spirit is active today? I I don't know where that question comes from. Because God said the Holy Spirit is here for us every day, constantly, purposefully. The Holy Spirit is active. Now, if you ask me a question that says, do you believe that Christians actively engage with and use the Holy Spirit today, that's another question completely. And doesn't always come up with the same answer. We need to be people open to the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But more than that, we need to be people who expect, not just open to the possibility that the Holy Spirit wants to be active in our lives, but people who expect the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives today. Not occasionally, not on a special occasion, not just a one-off in a a certain circumstance, but the idea that, that the Holy Spirit is active in us every day. That God has put his Holy Spirit power into us today with purpose. So that means whatever decisions you're making today, whatever things you're planning or doing, God has purposed his spirit to be in you to guide and direct and lead you. In Acts chapter 2, we get a real taste, a vision, or an image of, of what happens when people wait expectantly for the unexpected. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. 
all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Do you think they'd had this experience before? Do you think they'd seen flames sitting on people's heads before? No. But they were waiting, expecting God to do something. And so when he did, whilst they may have been somewhat surprised by how he manifested this, they weren't surprised that God did what he said he would do. They were ready to receive the Holy Spirit because they expected to receive the Holy Spirit. They were confident that God was going to do exactly what he had promised, even if they had no idea what that would look like. He had promised them that he would deliver power unto them. And they believed him. They were absolutely confident that God would do what he said. See, knowing Jesus... It's wonderful. It's fabulous. Is that true? It is for me, I think. But knowing Jesus and knowing that God has purposed to give you the power to be the person he planned for you to be, that's even better. Do you agree? To know Jesus but know that God has given you, has purposed you to have the power to be the person he wants you to be, that is better. But knowing Jesus and knowing that God has purposed to give you the power to be the person he planned you to be, I didn't realize how many P's were in that until I just tried to read that, sorry. But also knowing that God has planned for you to be part of that purpose in sharing the good news of Jesus in every corner of the earth, that's what it is to be a Christian. Being a Christian isn't just knowing Jesus. Being a Christian isn't just knowing Jesus and knowing that God's got a purpose for you. Being a Christian is knowing Jesus, knowing God's got a purpose for you, and going about that purpose. Because if you don't do that, if we, if we don't know that God's got a purpose, we're just going to be empty people. If we don't believe that God has, has purposed his spirit to live in us, we're just going to live empty lives. If we believe that God has sent his spirit to be in us, but we do nothing with us, then we just become purposeless Christians. And a purposeless Christian isn't much good or much use to God's purpose, to God's mission, to God's desire to share the good news of Jesus Christ with all people. In Ephesians chapter 5 it says this. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Four really important little things in that passage 
And the first one is be very careful. God has given us the most astonishing gift in Jesus Christ. And then enabled us to continue to experience Jesus through the Holy Spirit. That is the single most astonishing gift the world has ever known and yet we are careless with it. I believe we're careless with the gift that God has given us. We need to be very careful. Live not as unwise but as wise. Wisdom isn't about how much you know. It's about how much we know or how we know what to do with what we don't know. What we know, how we know what our limitations are. Wisdom is about recognising who we get our information from and our power and all the resources. We need to live as wise people. And yet all too often, I believe Christians are unwise in the choices they make, in the way they go about their lives, in the way they allow the world to compromise them instead of trying to push back against the world. So be very careful. Live not as unwise, but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity. I won't ask you all to put your hands up if you make the most of all, every opportunity, because I couldn't put my hand up and I wouldn't want to embarrass myself in front of you. Every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. God constantly puts in front of us opportunities to use that power that he's given us in the Holy Spirit for his purpose. And we don't always, we don't often take those opportunities. We need to be very careful. We need to live not as unwise but as wise and make the most of every opportunity. And we need to understand what the Lord's will is. That means we've got to be connected to God. You can't understand what God's purposing in your life if you're not reconnecting to him. If you're not engaging in meaningful time in prayer and study and reflection and worship. If we don't make sure that we are reconnected to God that we stay connected to God through his word through prayer through worship through fellowship and study through having an intimate relationship with him then we are going to find it really difficult in fact I'd say we're going to find it impossible to receive and exercise that power that God has purposed and intended for our lives. God calls us to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. And he empowers us to be witnesses through his Holy Spirit power. 
I need to just say today, if you are trying to do this in your strength, if you are trying to be a Christian yourself, in what you know and what you understand, then stop right now and get connected to God. If you've not got in your weekly schedule proper time to spend not just telling God what you want but actually listening to God and reading his word which will remain as confusing and confounding as it often is if you don't read it and and prayerfully read it if you're not actively engaging in that and prayer and reflection and fellowship and working out what God wants to do you need to start doing it you cannot do this in your strength because if you could God wouldn't have bothered to send the Holy Spirit there'd have been no point get connected because the Holy Spirit is your power for life And the world needs that power. The world needs to see that power exercised. Is the Holy Spirit active in the world today? I'll let you answer that question. Is the Holy Spirit active in your life today? Because if it is, you've already answered the other.